Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. Well, let's start with Eddie's unique parenting technique, because I think that's why a lot of people are coming to the post-show today. <laughs> uh, we teased this yesterday. Eddie said he had some really original way to, is it to punish? Uh, yeah, it's a pun. It's a form of punishment. So what happened? I would say it's a less a learning lesson. Okay. So my son, again, giving us attitude. He's the teenager, the new teenager, and he's giving us attitude and just kind of like... The root of everything that we get after him about is that he's being selfish, only thinking about himself. And I was like, you know what, man? Whatever you're doing, this mind frame that you got going on, it needs to change. And then I was like, boom, a light bulb went in my head. I was like, make that change. And I said, you know what? Actually, get in the bathroom right now. Close the door. I'm going to give you this Bluetooth speaker. And I said, look in that mirror and you're going to listen to this song over and over until you can come out and tell me exactly what this song means. He said, what? So I put the speaker in there, turn on Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. And he was like, oh my gosh, turn this off. Ah, I said, look in the mirror and listen to the words. If you want to make a change, a better place. And like, I'm telling you, 20 minutes later, he's like, all right, Dad, I'm ready. So you made him listen to this song over and over again? Yes. I'm talking repeat, Bones. Even while I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to turn this song on. But he wasn't making a noise in there. It was just dead silence. And then he finally comes out and says, Dad, I know what it means. I said, well, what is it? He says, the man in the mirror is me and I need to change my ways. Like, if I'm going to make a difference in anything. He's and, quoting words back. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes. He goes, dead. Hee, <laughs> hee. <laughs> well, and then he goes, and by the way, that song's a jam. <laughs> he's like, that song's really good. Do you think it helped? Absolutely. I mean, you know, he's still acting himself or whatever. But then I just bring up, you know, the, the song. I'm like, dude, again, you know what? You want to blame your little brothers for everything? You want to blame us for everything? Look in the mirror. That's the man that needs to change. What do you think, Buns? It's good, right? Amy, what do you think with I, kids? Yeah, I don't know that that would quite work with my daughter, but I could see where if that's working for you and that's a thing you can reference to remind him to reflect and check back in with himself, then I think it's great. I, I don't know how. Yeah. how hey, a- guess what? Guess what? Next time he's going to, like when he's older, he's like, I want to go camping with my friends, dad. All right, listen to Chattahoochee <laughs> over and over. I don't get it. What is wrong with that? <laughs> it's a lot about living and a little about love. This is you know, something to get him He's in just gear. trying to find life lessons now in songs. He's going to torture his kid by playing songs over and over again. Every song <laughs> has a life, life lesson. <laughs> Not every song. Most of them. Body like a back road? Yeah, exactly. What? Hey, 34, son, 35? Dad, dad, I found what? the perfect girl. Listen to this song. Tell me you found the perfect girl. And then if? <laughs> if she meets all the requirements of body like a back road, okay. you got it. She got hips like honey. <laughs> See? Now you know what I'm talking about. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of parenting, Amy, your daughter was learning about the Taliban? Oh. Well, yes. She's, for school, she's reading Malala, the girl who stood for education and was shot by the Taliban. Yeah. So uh, I quickly learned that she thought the Taliban was the type of gun that they used. And she's from Haiti. She didn't, she doesn't, hasn't been in America to experience some of the things that have gone on. Like we've been at war over there for a very long time. So some things that maybe would come naturally to other kids that have grown up here don't to her. So then I thought, oh shoot, she thinks the Taliban is a brand of gun. And I had to explain, no, it's a group of really bad people that don't, they don't like a woman or a girl that is getting educated and cares about that. 
And so they, and so it's just this complicated conversation of trying to explain how mm-hmm. all that works. So then I roped my husband in later and I was like, why don't you just go ahead and tear And he knows a lot because I mean, he's, you know, was in the Air Force for 12 years. And he's like, when he I was, killed the Taliban, yes. <laughs> let me tell you a so story. He was able to explain. We were deep in a cave. It was me. A little bit more. Four of them approached me. My back was against the wall. All I had was an arrowhead that I picked up when I was in Oklahoma and a cup of water. Mm-hmm. I know. I kind of made me wonder to read. I was like, oh, you could read, maybe think of The Lone Survivor. Like, that was such a good book where I understood a little bit more about what was going on. But yeah. I, I thought that book was a bit much for her being in seventh grade, but I guess not. I mean, Malala's a young girl, and th- this is part of her story. Mm-hmm. So we do eventually have to put together a little kit for her to take to class. Like, I guess they whatever book each kid is reading, they bring, like, a grab bag and pull things out that represent the book. And so she was like, well, I need to take a gun to school. And I'm like, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't. That's not what we, we could grab out. School books, like things that Malala was passionate about. Other, nothing, we're not, we can't take a gun to school. That's a real adult conversation you had to have with her. It was. Like early adult. like Right, and I'm thankful for it in these little moments and being able to explain that to her. But then it just, it's this big picture of the world and how messy it can be. But I'm thankful that she has Malala as an example of like, going through something really hard and not letting other people stop you. Why are you wearing a, a coat right now? Because I got cold. Because it's freezing in here? It's, it's freezing. really cold in here. Why do you keep asking that? Like I, I had it on the back of my chair, and then I was tired of shivering, so I put it on. I feel good. Yeah, of course you do. You do. do. You always keep it cold. It keeps, it keeps me on my toes. <laughs> we don't like it. Do you recognize, do you see, recognize my shirt today? Did you see what was up? I don't think oh, it. nice. I didn't know what it said because it was kind of slightly covered, but okay, Ted Lasso. Yeah, it's it, the Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah, football hey, club. Yeah, Kayla got me this. She got yeah. her cool. a yellow one and me a blue one. Um, this guy, David Rush, do you remember him? The world record holder we, we had on the show? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah yes, yes. He's like a college professor, like scientist. What was he, Mike? One of those. Oh, he. I think um, he went to MIT, right? Yeah, and he w- is a two-person record they set. They... In one minute, caught 54 pieces of popcorn in the other person's mouth. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. A pair of Idaho men broke a Guinness World Record when one used both hands to throw popcorn that the other caught in his mouth. David Rush, who has broken more than 150 Guinness records to promote STEM education, teamed up with his neighbor to break the record for the most popcorn thrown and then caught in the mouth in one minute. Hannon, who is ambidextrous, used both hands, mm. and he continued to catch them in his mouth. The previous record was 37. And apparently the popcorn is so lightweight, it was, you had to do a little predicting on where it was going to go down. Yeah. So no, no, no. Real talk. This David Rush, I mean, he's talented to do all this stuff. I mean, I know some of it's crazy, like the lime juice one. Remember, like I think it was lime juice or something. But the you ever tried to do popcorn in the mouth? That's hard to just catch. Who has two. never tried to do? If any of us went, nope, I mean, never tried that. Okay. I'd say you're lying. It. Stupid question. Hey, you ever right. tried to drink a glass of water at night before oh, bed? Wow. No. <laughs> crazy man. You know, my dad didn't drink water. What do you mean? Never. I don't think I've ever seen him drink a glass of water. What did he drink, though? Beer. And, and he always said that that's how I get my water. <laughs> like, uh, that is not how it works, Dad. Kind of, but he never drank water? No. Even I'm, when he got thirsty? Never. Never saw him get a glass of water, fill it up, and drink it. Never. Hmm. Who knows? He's older now. Maybe he does it now, but I don't, I've never seen him do it. Ask him. I'm curious okay. to know for tomorrow. <laughs> okay. That's, Dad, you still not drinking water? That's wild. Yeah. Huh. Uh, two podcasts you can check out today. Mike D's movie, Mike's movie podcast, talking about if you see a trailer for a movie, uh, what you need to watch out for to 
let you know if the movie sucks or not. Amy's Four Things with Amy Brown, you did a uh, fifth thing. Yeah, it's my bonus episode where I go over emails that people send in. Yeah, and what was that? Anything happened? Oh, one? one listener wants to know what to do about her boyfriend because he comments on other people's bodies a lot and it makes her uncomfortable. And so, <laughs> what's, wrong with what's he thinking? I, yeah, yeah and dumb. she said it, he, that she confronted him about it and he didn't think it was that big of a deal. And so she's, I gave her advice on that. And then I got a tip involving mayonnaise and my skincare routine because people ask about that a lot. You talk about a hot tip. What? On mayonnaise? Mm, yeah. Dang. No, it's how I've I've never heard mayonnaise being used in this way before, ever. Ooh. <laughs> but it's legit. going to listen. <laughs> By the way, the guys from Seaforth brought us the hat and glasses. Come on. Eddie's a little upset about it. Well, it's just... Will you play a clip of Seaforth, Raymundo? Mm, I said I wouldn't call. We simply wouldn't talk. These are the two guys that have a similar look to Eddie and myself when we're on performing as the Raging Idiots. Eddie wears this big hat. Obviously, I have my glasses. They had the same way. And we gambled against them and won. They had to eliminate their hat and glasses. But then I said, you know what? I'm not going to make you change your real look, but give us a pair of, hat and, a pair of glasses and a hat. Right, right. And then they brought them. What do you think? Uh, they're not even real. Can it's, you see that? Yeah, look. It, that? Look, it's not even, they're not even real, Amy. Like that, Those are joke glasses. But the hat's real, I think. No, no, the hat is like from a costume shop. Trust me, I know hats. That's from a costume shop. I don't think so. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, Bones. That's a good look. No, you look like a park ranger. <laughs> you do. Or like... Smokey the Smokey Bear. Smokey the Bear, yeah. We don't like this? Nah. You don't think this is a real... No, no, no. That's, I mean, that's a real hat. No, it's not. You can buy that for like $4. They wrote, sorry we stole your look. And Science sorry secret. for giving us fake stuff. The glasses... But what do we expect, Eddie? They got to give us a pair of real. Like, I thought they were going to give us their stuff. Yeah, obviously they would have duplicates of their stuff, but I wanted to have those glasses up here and the hat that he would normally wear. This is just a gesture. I get they it. lost. I get it. They dropped it off. Maybe I'm a little too harsh on the guys. Don't be. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to get them out on on the road wing. Finally, go I know that'd road, be great. You know, because they're really, really good. Uh, yeah, they are really good. Raymundo, you won the draft yesterday. Congratulations. Yeah. With Je- Jesus, I don't, I don't get it. Princess Diana, and Joe Diffie. I was actually at one of my friend's houses for a minute last night. I had to take him some stuff to drop off. And he was like, I listened to the draft. And he goes, I was all in for Ray. But he was like, and I like Joe Diffie, but I thought if I could bring back any celebrity, I don't know that Joe Diffie would be the, would be the one. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, I love Joe Diffie. I had the same conversation with like Chris Farley. He was the best answer ever. But Wait, who lost you me? You did. Oh, figured. Hmm? Tupac. Chadwick Boseman, Whitney Houston. You lose. Morgan number two has the first pick in the next draft. What? I just said those are all great. Absolutely. Nobody can argue with that. All right. We are uh, done here. Enjoy today's show. Uh, Tomorrow's show. Clint Black on tomorrow's show? Yeah, Clint Black and his wife, Lisa Hartman Black. They'll be on tomorrow's show. Always love them. And uh, enjoy. Bye, everybody. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Hey friends, welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. You know, last week we had a story about a guy who was 5'11". He paid $75,000. And that money was for a surgery to lengthen his limbs. And now he's six foot one. And so we thought, man, this is a real thing. We actually have the doctor that does these kind of surgeries and did this one specifically coming up in about an hour. It's awesome. Pretty big get. Like, I'm more interested sometimes in interviews like this than I am somebody who's got two hits. Yeah. You know? 
So yeah, the doctor, his name is Dr. Kevin Debbie Prashad. So he will be on. So think of the questions you have for him. Uh, we'll do that in about an hour or so. Hope everybody's good. We're having our kind of pre-show talk here where we're just kind of catching up on the day. And Eddie grabs his his belt, his waist, and his pants and goes, my pants are falling off of me. I'm telling you guys. I'm starting to see weight come off of really? me. Really? Yeah, I am now. These are my skinny jeans. So, I mean, these were not, like, very loose on me ever. And they definitely, around the waist, were not loose. And now, Bones, when I get up, I'm like, oh, I got to pick these up. They're falling down. Not bad. I still haven't weighed myself, though, but I can feel myself losing it. You're still maintaining the Dallas Buyers Club Matthew McConaughey diet. Correct. Two eggs in the morning. Correct. Five ounces of fish at lunch and dinner with some vegetables. A cup of vegetables, and they do that twice, lunch and dinner. Is it starting to become manageable, though, with, like, emotionally how stable you feel? No. I'm still still very moody. And then sometimes later in the day, I'm just angry. Mm. And that's the hangry part, I guess. But you really, still occasionally have bites of things that are not on the plan. Sure. Like I had yeah. a bite of chicken the other day. It's fine. It's not fish. Dude, the fish gets old, man. Like, yeah. like it gets really old. So when I see a little piece of chicken, grilled chicken, I'll grab and eat it. Good for you. Hey, you should, you should be able to cheat. Thank yes, you. Wait, wait, Is that cheating? Gosh, no. <laughs> it's terrible. Like I want to cheat with a cake. Well, and you can. But no, no, that's a slippery slope. Here is what Caitlin and I were talking about yesterday because... And Eddie is the only person that I revealed is in my wedding party, and he is the best man. And I haven't, honestly, I haven't even asked everybody yet. I just, once we delayed the wedding, I was like, you know, I can kind of hold off a bit. Um, So Eddie's the only one that's in, and I am actually covering the suits that that you're going to get to have. What? We get to keep them? I'm almost positive. That's what I'm talking about. And so, and they'll be really cool suits, like black, that you can use at other points of your life, too, if you want. And you're going to have to go in, though, to get fitted for yeah. this suit. And Caitlin's like, he can't do it right now. He's lost too much weight. He won't be this skinny when the wedding comes. No, no, no. That was the whole point. But you're doing it now in the wedding's until summer. I'll, I'll keep it up. I promise. Like, that's my goal. Like, my goal was to start this year and do the Dallas Buyers and see how skinny I can get. And it wasn't about how skinny I can get. It's about how quickly I can get to the, to the weight I want to be. Well, that's, that's even so worse. the worst way really? to go about is it. My point is, if you get a suit fitted at your best. Yes. You'll never be able to wear it when you're not at your best. And most you're not at your best most of the time. Right. So when do we get fitted? So I'll know to just eat a, eat a little more pizza and burgers well, at that point. I'm saying you just do you, but a topic of conversation last night was <laughs> Eddie can't go get fitted for it now because he's not going to be the skinny when the wedding comes. I'm telling you, dude, I, that's the reason I did this. I was like, I got time because I think the first time was what, April. So I was like, I got, I got four months to buckle down and lose that weight and look good in a suit. For bones, so that's where I—that was the goal, and now I have to. If you keep moving it back, I'm gonna have to just keep up my weight. What advice do you give him, Amy? I, I, I don't, I don't like you being moody. I don't like you putting this restriction on yourself. My advice would be to somehow find a way for you to eat things you enjoy and still maintain whatever. I, Eddie, you look, you're, you're, you look great. So I know. Like, stop doing this to yourself. Well, and Amy does a podcast called Outweigh I about know. disordered eating. Yes. So I just don't want it to develop. Some people can have, they can do something like this and it might be okay for them mentally. I can't. You? Yeah. <laughs> That's, mentally, I don't know. Mentally, That's I table. feel sharp, guys. Oh yeah? Mentally, hey, I am sure. razor sharp. I don't, What's, I don't, the, what's the capital of Kansas? Oh, that's uh, Topeka. <laughs> nice. He is See? Sharp. Okay. See what I'm saying? I didn't, wow. I didn't mean mentally it- you can stay sharp. I meant like it's not going to mess with you psychologically to where this could turn into a disordered eating uh, pa- like patterns mm-hmm. or an eating disorder. Some people, I just want to be cautious putting this yeah. out there. If they were to adopt this lifestyle, might- it might lead to unhealthy <laughs> 
uh, ways <laughs> for them, which could be damaging. Yeah, but, but you, you got to understand, I okay. came from an unhealthy way. I was eating terrible every day. And now I'm finding a little bit of joy in cauliflower. Well, there you go. Eddie, nine times three. Ooh, easy. I got to do the finger on that one. That's uh, 27. Boom! He's in, See? A, he's in the zone, <laughs> See, I ne- And I never knew that. Wow, who wrote Hamlet? Uh, that's Shakespeare. Wow! Hit me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I do. I, I razor can, sharp. I can see he's razor sharp, but that's not what I was referring to. That crazy. What, what were you going to say bringing that up? Like that you think I'm worried about him? Bones wants to do it with me. Because yeah, Eddie said he'll make the food for me and bring it to the house. Totally, dude. I got fish in my car right now if you want. <laughs> what the? Teriyaki sa- salmon bites. Why? What do you mean, why? Like, like for a, lunch. Like when a- we're done here, I eat it. I'm telling you, if I don't eat right when we're done with this show, guys, I am mad. I will... Hit somebody. All right. <laughs> this sounds... All healthy here. Sounds, <laughs> sounds amazing. I mean, anyway, Eddie, I just, let me know what you want to do. with so I, We can wait if you're going to puff up a little bit, but if you uh, feel like you're going to maintain, we'll get you fit now. I'm telling you, dude, if I, if I stick to... If I get suited, if I get fitted with this weight, this is what I'm going to maintain until the day of your wedding. But then it's after. You get to keep the suit. I got you, man. Okay. I'll do it. So anytime he has to wear the suit, he knows what to do. I know what to do. <laughs> we're about a year ago, they were going, hey, the... Guy shoe market is going to just explode. Maybe a year and a half or so ago. And it's true. Guys are buying more shoes than ever. It's now become a trendy fashion thing for guys. I also love shoes. Although during the pandemic, I just haven't bought almost any because you don't get to go anywhere, you know? But they were right. Well, the same people are going, hey, guys wearing makeup, makeup for men is going to explode. Really? What do you think about that? I'm not into it, but I I don't think it's like eyeshadow. Well, what do you... I or I, I was thinking eyeliner. I I think I picture I, my brain always goes to the Hunger Games and thinking of the Capitol and how everyone, the men, even wore makeup and it was just acceptable to be lavish like that. Mm. So that's how that's how I picture our future. Well, maybe I feel defensive because you already wear it about twice a week. I wear makeup for TV projects that I do. You I, do non shine. I don't know what that means. That's like base stuff so yes. your skin doesn't Foundation. shine. Foundation. Foundation. Maybe like if I have like little blemishes, you put on the other creamy stuff. Cover it up. Yeah. Cover up. So I wear that, but I think it looks great. Yeah. I love it. Like I sometimes I don't wash my face when I go to bed because I want to wake up pretty the next day. Hmm. Right. How does Caitlin feel about that? <sighs> she has adjusted. <laughs> but there have been times early on she was like, you know, I never thought in my life I'd say I got to put some makeup on my fiance so we can go to work. <laughs> but she does it now. And she does my makeup for me when I do the Opry now. And so, but male grooming, they say, and makeup is expected to grow as men continue to spend more money on stuff like face wash, hair removal products. Also, we're talking concealer, which is makeup, foundations. The debate has been, and I know all the guys that listen to the show are rolling their eyes at me now. Fine, you probably were already. This is not new. <laughs> and I don't wear it unless I have somewhere to, like, where there's going to be bright lights and a camera. So I don't just sit around on a Tuesday and go, okay, let me put yeah. this on. But the debate has been for our wedding, I would like to wear a little makeup. No. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Because of all the pictures. No. I do it all the time anyway. No. No. You do not need to wear makeup for your wedding. It's going to be videoed, pictures. I'm already comfortable wearing it. Huh. Okay. I love you. <laughs> Oh, you just yelled no twice. <laughs> you did. Bones, as, as your best man, I think you should do you, man. Thank you. I appreciate and, that. And, and even more than that, I think we should all, everyone in your party, we should all wear makeup. <laughs> no. Uh, ugh. But you don't even notice on me, really. 
That's the best part of it. It just makes them look TV ready. Have you ready. talked this over with Caitlin? She didn't love it. I'm gonna be oh, honest really? with you. Really? Well, mm. you're. This is not American Idol. This is your wedding. <laughs> you're oh, you're point. not on national HD TV mm. or whatever the 4D. What is it that, that's TV 4K. now? 4K. Like you're no. It's bigger than that. It's his wedding. Yeah, yeah but, I want to look perfect. Right. Uh, oh, okay. You vote no. <laughs> I vote no. No. I need to ask her where she really. She feels probably like no. <laughs> well, but I think she also will allow me if she's like if that's important to you. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, now it's gonna agree, it's gonna graduate. You're gonna be like every day. You're gonna start wearing makeup every day. No, and- I don't want. I don't want too much trouble. I don't even fix my hair. I, I fix my hair none unless I'm going somewhere for to to have to be have my hair fixed. You've done that forever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fix my hair. I don't. I have two modes: sweats, that's it, or I have to get really dressed up for something. I don't have a middle mode. Lunchbox makeup for the wedding or no? Are you going to wear a white dress also? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, it's just, you might as well go all out. I mean, if you're going to just do whatever you want to do, wear the white dress. And I mean, that's for women. Makeup is for women. It's not for men. Sorry. I mean, I don't know that I stand that far with it, but you do hey, not. Take a side, lunchbox or me. No. Like two, uh, two sides. <laughs> no, 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 no. Amy, I'm you not just said that. no makeup no. at the wedding, so you're on my side. I, but I'm not saying you men are. should never wear makeup. I just don't think Bobby needs it at his wedding, and I feel strongly about that. Okay, I'll talk to Caitlin and see what she says. <laughs> okay. All right, thank you guys for hanging out. You can go to our... Ooh, I don't want people to go to Facebook about that. <laughs> no. That's going to be ugly. We'll post it, whatever. <laughs> I can take it. I know it's not going to be popular. All right, Christopher is on the phone right now. Hey, Christopher, how are you? Good morning, studio. Morning. What's going on with you? No, I just had a situation yesterday, and I was hoping that I could get a little advice from you. Okay. Um, I'm a I'm a server at Cheddar's in Austin, Texas, and um, so usually I, I had two ladies yesterday, and they uh, paid for a couple of police officers' meal. And after the police officers left, they didn't tip. And so I was just wondering what the etiquette was in terms of if somebody pays for your food, who's who's um, supposed to leave the tip? If someone pays for your food, they're also also supposed to pay for your tip. Like, those ladies should have said, hey, we're taking care of it. And the officers, if they wanted to pay for their meal, you just say, hey, they've taken care of it. And that's it. Because if someone takes care of it, they take care of it. They don't take care of almost all of it. They take care of it. So these ladies, although I think they were doing something good with their heart, poor Christopher here got left out of a tip. So if you're going to take care of it, you take care of all of it. Because also it's weird. you got to pull your credit card out now for just a tip. And so then it's like, hey, charge me $1 so I can then tip you on the bill I didn't get. And how much was that bill again? Mm -hmm. So, Christopher, I'm going to say this. No one was in the wrong. I think these ladies, while trying to do something nice, did not understand that you were also part of this, we'll call it a love triangle. (laughs) (laughs) And that you were neglected because they didn't think it all the way through. Would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. I think that as people doing something nice we need to like you said think it all the way through they they, they didn't mean to do it Agreed. at all it just went one in the love triangle yeah you you kind of are the one that took it <laughs> hey christopher how much do you think you were stiffed from that bill well actually bobby the so the thing was that it was on two different tables so the ladies took care of me but the, the officers were at a different table with a different server and they didn't leave a tip for him oh, oh okay, okay. Same, well, either way same, same, same story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Same advice, yeah. So, but you were taken care of, but another server wasn't. Yeah, sure. I was going to hit your Venmo with that money that you didn't get, but now you've already told me you got it. So, <laughs> dang it, Chris. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think this is a, a, a cautionary tale, Christopher, and I'm glad you're sharing it because if you do generously take care of someone's bill, take care of their whole bill, take care of it so they can sit down and eat and then leave and feel like, wow, that was very nice. Because um, people just don't carry cash, really, for the most part. Otherwise, it's a whole awkward thing where, right, Chris, you have to go and be like, can you charge me a dollar and run it through the credit card machine, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the call. Sorry that your your friend's server did not get tipped, but I think this is a good lesson for everybody else listening. Totally. And shout out to those police officers and shout out to those ladies who bought their me- the police officer's meal. Like, I hate to make them villains here. Yeah. They just didn't know. All right, Chris, thanks for your call, bud. All right. Love you guys. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Congratulations to Gabby Barrett and Cade Fainer. They announced that they welcome their baby girl, Bela May, on January 18th. Brian Kelly of Florida Georgia Line's May We All, the stage musical, is being made into a feature film. It will feature songs from Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney, Dolly Parton, and several others. The musical is about an aspiring country artist who returns home after a hard start in Nashville. Morgan Wallen shared how he is learning lessons. I was always told growing up, with you know, to whom much is given, much is required, and I always believed that. But I've also been a type to learn my lessons the hard way, and that's kind of just continued with me in, in my life, and I'm okay with that. I think usually once I learn something, I, I do get it. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Chris Lewis from North Carolina, he owns a mechanic shop, auto mechanic, and he saw a lot of cars come in that were really old, over 200,000 miles. And these are people that have jobs and they couldn't get to work because their cars were breaking down. So he decided to start a program for just $20 a month for two years. If anything happens to your car, he will fix it for free. And it's got to be an old junker, you know, so these people can keep their jobs. And he's been going at it for a while now. He's had 80 vehicles in the last two years. So that's pretty cool. He's going strong and he wants people to keep their jobs and get to work safely. Can you fix cars? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can diagnose a problem so I can't, I don't go to the mechanic and say, uh, I don't know what's wrong with my car. I pretty much know what's wrong when I get there. But you just said wait, wait, you did fixed you hear it, him? not diagnose Exactly. It. Can There's you a- fix a car? <laughs> I mean, it depends. Do you want me to change the engine bones? I'm out. I, I don't know anything about cars and more and more, all cars are all computer. Yes. There's so many computer chips inside of cars, even when you don't know it's run by a computer chip. Yeah. But I just wonder if, for some reason, a steering cable broke. Could okay. I call you to fix it? No. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. No. So, so, this so, guy we could. <laughs> yes. The guy there. Yes, his okay. name's Chris Lewis. You can call him I in call North Chris Carolina. <laughs> that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from England. A woman showed up to McDonald's because she was excited about McDonald's breakfast. She gets in line in the drive-thru, and by the time she gets to the window, sorry, breakfast has stopped being served. She throws a fit, and they said, ma'am, it was a cutoff 30 minutes ago. You weren't going to make it either way. So she called police. Everyone knows it's 11. That's the cutoff. I know, but I've also been the person that gets there just a few minutes late. Like, come on, man. But you know. I'm like this. Aren't there some sausages in the back? <laughs> Can't you make me one? Yeah, like, surely there's something. I wouldn't, I've never called police. I do feel like that is, you know, going zero to 100 real quick. They are serious, man. You ever been in there when the menu changes? No. That, it's a slide. It literally just goes from breakfast to lunch, and they're not, they ain't going back. <laughs> like, they're serious about it. I just relate to her so much right now, <laughs> except for the cop calling. 
All right, Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Dr. Debbie Prashad. Well, so this doctor's on who did the limb lengthening on that guy in the news who he paid $75,000 and had his height increased by two inches, which is crazy. So we reached out to this doctor. He's on now. Hey, doc, how are you? Hey, how's it going? How are you? Hey, pretty good. I appreciate you talking with me here. Now, you, you came into the news. Did you notice when this story went somewhat viral? Uh, I, did, uh, I did notice that it uh, got picked up by a lot of different news outlets. To me, it seemed like something that was really new, but apparently you've been doing this for a while. How long have you been doing leg lengthening surgeries on, on folks? Uh, uh, so leg lengthening itself, like the concept of leg lengthening, has actually been around for 70 years probably. Uh, we've been mostly using it for trauma, um, limb deformities, you know, any of those types of applications. Uh, with the Using this technology for limb lengthening, for cosmetics, has also been around for quite a few decades. Um, with this most recent technology, it's really come out in 2018, which we've been really trying to uh, offer to patients um, from a cosmetic perspective since then. It's amazing to see this story. Our, our producer, Raymundo, who's 5'5", five five, you know, he has often okay. wanted to be taller. How tall could he really get and how much would it cost? Like maximum but still safe. Um, so in your thigh bone, um, you can probably get the maximum capacity of the nail, which is about 80 millimeters, which is, uh, almost 3.2 inches <gasps> in the lower leg, which is the tibia bone. Uh, you could probably safely get anywhere between two and a half to three inches. So in combination, you can get close to six inches of height. You're telling me, doc, <laughs> that Raymundo could be six foot tall if he had yeah! the surgery? Uh, he could. I've had patients similar to him that probably have reached close to six foot. Yeah. Wait, question about these patients. Yeah. If it is purely for cosmetic, I get other reasons. But, like, do they just show up in life way taller? Like, they just leave, and then a month later they come back. Right, and then, because so, so, that's, like, other <clears throat> cosmetic things are subtle. People may not notice, but, it you know, it makes you feel better. And so, but yeah, that's, walking away five inches taller is a huge deal. Sure, yeah. No, I, definitely uh, patients, when they go back to their social circles, whether they tell patient, tell their friends or not, certainly I think people notice it. I've had some patients come back um, who went to see their parents, and their parents assumed they were getting shorter, not that they got taller. Oh, that, the par- that they so, themselves uh, were shrinking. It's <laughs> like, oh, wow. So, 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 but, yes, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a big game changer uh, for patients when they go through this procedure. <clears throat> On right now, again, Dr. Kevin Debbie Prashad, and who is a Harvard-trained surgeon. He is the absolute best at what he does. I just am reading about all of his medical achievements. We would spend 10 minutes talking about his medical achievements. So let me just assure everyone. <laughs> He's he qualified. Is completely legit. More legit than you would ever imagine. And he was in the news because this, this one guy jumped two inches. If I wanted to come in, or, or Raymundo, and wanted to go five inches taller, how much would that cost? Uh, so generally the starting price for one surgery is about $75,000, so it's not cheap. Um, the implant itself uh, takes up more than half of the percentage of that, um, of that price, so it's a pretty expensive procedure. What's the recovery time like if you go in? Um, so generally we keep you in hospital for approximately two days, but we get you up walking within four hours after the surgery, usually with a walking aid, um, and generally you're off that aid uh, in about 
two weeks or so uh, and back to your normal activities like driving, going back to office work, that sort of stuff by the two-week mark. Wow. Go ahead. Is this more of a male, if it is cosmetic, male or female uh, requested procedure? Sure. So, you know, we did um, six cases last week and um, all of them were male patients, but I did a couple (laughs) consults yesterday and actually two of them were female. So about 80 to 85 percent are male patients, uh, I would say, but there's still some interest in the uh, female space as well. We had a female patient who actually did a piece in Lifestyle on, on Yahoo um, who was interested in, in acting and getting into that space in L.A., and she felt that adding to her height would get her you know, more roles uh, in those different positions. Well, okay. Uh, I, when he said six, I thought this is how naive I am to the fact that this is happening all the time. I thought he was going to say, we did six cases last year. Oh. <laughs> and then he said last week. That, so a lot of oh, you yeah, are getting this done. <clears throat> does it stretch out the skin? Like, I'm curious too. Well, obviously it does. But like for a, like if you wanted your legs longer, then does that help spread things out? Like if there's... Like cellulite, I'm curious. Okay, Amy now wants it for her dog. <laughs> I'm just curious. It, it, it does. It, so it does uh, stretch out the skin, so it makes the skin appear a little tighter. Uh, for the female figure, it sort of complements that because it gives that exaggerated, um, you know, those exaggerated legs, kind of like, you know, Barbie doll essentially with very long legs. Um, so it does do that as well, yes. So, Doc, I'll be honest with you. We have a little basketball court we play here at the house. <laughs> I have a friend who's, yeah. whose name is Matt Stell. He's like six foot five, six foot six, and he kind of dominates me down on the low post. Now, I'm just barely above six foot yeah. tall. So, if I were to come in and get a okay. couple inches, would I still be as yeah. physically mm-hmm. able with that couple of inches? Like, have the athleticism I have now, but just be a couple inches taller? So, that's a good question. Uh, you know, what I generally tell patients um, is that. If you are going through this procedure, you can lose some of your high, high level athletic abilities. I would say probably in the range of 10 to 15%. Um, I still think you'd be able to play basketball. You'd still have that advantage of having the additional height, but you probably may lose some of your athletic abilities. There's certainly a possibility. Though I have had patients that have gone through this and come up the other side to say they they feel about normal. They feel that their athletic ability wasn't uh, diminished at all. So, but I would still go into this thinking that you could lose about 10 to 15 percent of your high-level athletic abilities. Um, and if that is okay with you, then this might be a procedure that you'd be interested in. Yeah, I can't lose any. If I lose any, I'm done. There's nothing left. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm barely holding on to any at all uh, right now. Doctor <laughs> Kevin Debbie Prashad is on with us, who is the expert at limb lengthening surgeries can you could you do my arm for example i can't reach eddie right now but i almost can (laughs) could you do my arms yeah Yeah, they're actually the implants are applied for using uh if you had a traumatic injury so you can lengthen someone's arm uh for instance patients who have achondroplasia which is a very common cause of dwarfism uh generally have very short arms um so they can sometimes often come in for cosmetic lengthening of these areas to have a, le- a longer reach. Um, so it can be done, and it's actually probably a little easier than lengthening your legs since Dang. you don't have to walk on them. Yeah. Uh, uh, slightly off topic here, you went to Harvard. When you're in class in Harvard, is everybody just – you look around and go, well, everybody is really freaking smart right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose that everyone there, there's a lot of very accomplished people that walk around. Um, but, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot you can learn from being in that environment. So I think it's a good place to be. Okay, better question. Are there any dum-dums? Do you ever, are you ever sitting <laughs> right. in a class in Harvard and look around and go, well, that's a real dum-dum? How'd he get in here? Or she? Yeah, you know, patients... <laughs> 
different patients. Sorry, people do have, um, you know, certainly quirks about them. Just because you're academically very smart doesn't mean you're very, you're socially very smart. So uh, you can certainly rub people the wrong way and have certain, you know, character flaws. Despite being very book smart and getting into uh, a prestigious school, uh, I think that, uh, you know, they can certainly look like a dum-dum, I guess, yeah. in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb-dumb. That's what I would be. I try to find the dum-dum. If you can't find the dum-dum, that means it's probably you. That's like playing poker. Uh, Amy, do you have one final question for the doctor? I, I, I think I asked. Are you good? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... How, Are well, there scholarships we can qualify for if we can't afford the full price? At cosmetic procedure. Yeah, you never no. know. There are all kinds of scholarships out there. He said no. He's just looking well, at me. No. Like, no. I mean, you would scholarships s- necessarily. We, we do offer some out, uh, third-party financing for yeah. the procedure, uh, but uh, but no no scholarships at this point uh, for the procedure or anything. Not like a Make-A-Wish Foundation. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would uh, you would have to. I mean, you because if that many people are getting this done at seventy-five thousand, and that's the starting that's the point, low. seventy-five thousand dollars. Then yes, I mean, this is something that I, I doubt a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm gonna write a check cash last last question doc last question if i walked in sure. with a, with a, a briefcase mm-hmm. of half a million dollars i said here's half a mil do everything you can do to me to make me look good like stretch me build me like would that be in arms legs <laughs> would you be able to really make me into basically iron man um yeah i don't know about iron man but i mean i could certainly um certainly add probably six inches to your height i could probably uh i don't know if you'd want your arms necessarily longer oh i would that was yeah yeah that you yeah, you'd want all that. So then, yeah, yeah, we'd make you the, the, the lankiest guy around if you make it into <laughs> Well, hey, we really appreciate your time. Now, let me tell you, you guys can go and follow on Instagram, um, Lim, P-L-A-S, T-X Institute. Is that, am I saying that right, Doc? Lim, P-L-A-S. Okay. So you, produ- you oh, do all limbs. plastics as in T-X, plastics. Okay, got it, yeah. Like, I didn't know if you yeah, did other... Yeah cosmetic procedures but you you, you do uh, limbs yeah i mean it wouldn't be necessarily cosmetic it'd be more functional i think if you were trying to you know let's say you got into a car accident lost part of your arm or part of it got infected and had to be resected then you could regrow that component to make it more functional so that's really the main application of this type of uh you know this type of surgery and this type of technology um but with the more recent advantages in the new types of technology we're able to safely give this to patients on a cosmetic level. It's been something that the patients have wanted for a very long time, and they've done it for really decades with older technology, but I think it's become much safer and, you know, much easier to do with much uh, better, you know, prognosis and outcomes with this more recent technology. Unbelievable. This has been such a fascinating conversation. You do great work. I know you work with a lot of folks who have been in accidents and have uh, different different issues and you know the cosmetic thing is just a small part of what you do so i appreciate you coming on answering our questions uh putting up with us and and just being here this morning so thanks doc i really appreciate you no problem all right okay. there he is dr kevin debbie prashad at limb plastics institute in las vegas nevada oh yeah i'm on his instagram now and i'm i'm amazed this one guy he took from 511 to 61 <laughs> that's the guy in the news yeah. We talked about okay, yeah. This one guy. You mean the, <laughs> reason, the whole reason we found him? <laughs> well, no, I didn't know that that was his image. There's other patients up here too. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that happened to be the exact one. Well, uh, fun call, huh? Yeah. That's cool. I'll play you one line from a famous movie. You just name the movie. For example, here you go. Why so serious? <laughs> okay, so that's from The Dark Knight. Yes. Eddie, Amy, lunchbox. Good luck. Here we go. Stupid is stupid does miss blue. Pretty simple first one there. Play that one more time, please. Stupid is stupid does, Miss Blue. Eddie? 
Uh, that's Forrest Gump, man. Come on. Amy? Forrest Gump. Lunchbox? Forrest Gump. Nice. All right, number two. I'll be back. Mm. <laughs> here, mm. it, here it is again. I'll be back. What movie is that? Amy? Terminator. Eddie? Terminator. Lunchbox? Terminator. Nice. One line. Name this movie. You're killing me, Smalls. Ooh. Here it is again. You're killing me, Smalls. Amy's struggling. How you feel over there? Fine. Yeah, what do you have? Sandlot. Eddie? The Sandlot. Lunchbox? The Sandlot. Nice. Everybody's in. Next up. Swing. Swing. Ooh. We may lose somebody here. Swing. Swing. One more time. Swing. Swing. Do you know it, Amy? Yeah. You oh. do? Mm-hmm. Eddie, do you? Um, I have a good guess. What do you have, Eddie? American Pie. Ah, see you later, have? Eddie. Bye-bye. <laughs> Lunchbox? Wayne's World. Party time. Excellent. Oh. Lunchbox one. <laughs> oh, what'd you write down? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh. It's kind of the same. No, it is not. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. The, the answer is Wayne's World. Oh, there it is. Oh, no. Woo! <laughs> All I do is win, win, win. We have enough for another round. <laughs> okay. Because I, listen, I thought all this was so easy. Well, yeah. Once you said Wayne's World, I was thinking, what does, what do Bill and Ted say? Excellent. Well, they do the, yeah, they go, excellent. So, hey, the next winner of this one, like Lunchbox said, do we get a, a movie podcast? No, but you okay. can tie him and go to Sun Death okay. for the full championship, <laughs> unless he wins this one, too. All right, here we go. Wakanda forever! What did he say? Here, play it again, please. Wakanda forever! I'm just guessing Braveheart. Well, no, I'm not on. I didn't point at you to go. Oh. You were, you were, stand, you were like, what did they say? Okay. You guessed Braveheart? You're already eliminated. Yeah, you're out. Well, that's, have okay, fun. but that's still my guess. Right. It would have been, no matter what. Eddie? I mean, that's what I wrote down, Braveheart. <laughs> I win again! It's Black Panther! Let's go! Let's go! Wakanda forever! No, I didn't. That's not. I didn't hear that yeah, I didn't at either. all. I heard and take that. that, that. I don't know. <laughs> take all right. I have a bunch more. Not that. Let's not play like another that. round. Here okay. we go. Here, uh, the next one. Inconceivable. One line from a famous movie. Inconceivable. All right, Amy's writing. Something. No, I know what it is. Hold on. Ugh. What are you doing? I'm trying to think of it. You already I wrote know. something down there, no, right? No, I didn't. No, she wrote I'm something scribbling. down and scratched it out. Oh. I, I, Five seconds. Play it one more time, Ramundo. Inconceivable. Can you name that movie? I'm in. All right, Eddie. Princess Bride. Lunchbox? Princess Diary. Amy? Princess Bride. Princess Bride is right. Oh, see you, Lunchbox. All right. Hey, Eddie, well, I'm already the champ. You, you can just be quiet. I'll let you have one to make you feel good about your ego. I don't need okay. it. Next one. Hello. Oh, what is this? Hello. You don't have to cover it for me, Amy. I'm not going to steal your answer. I'm covering it from him. Okay, one more. Hello! Eddie, what do you have? Zoolander. Amy? Miss Doubtfire. Miss Doubtfire's ah, correct. Yeah, yeah, Eddie, yeah. Eddie, bye, Eddie, bye, Eddie. Lunchbox 2, Amy 1, Eddie 0. Let's do another one. Another round. 
Uh, okay, here's the next one. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Okay, play that one more time. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Was that tough or no? I think I got it. You do? I think so. Okay. Let me know when you guys are in. In. Lunchbox? Tropic Thunder. Eddie? Tropic Thunder. Amy? Tropic Thunder. No! Nice. Nice. <laughs> okay, next up. Do or do not. There is no try. One line from a movie. What? Do it one more time. Do or do not. There is no try. A little tough to hear, but so is Wakanda Forever, and Lunchbox got that one. All right. I'm in. Eddie, you're I'm in. in. All right. Lunchbox, what, who, what was that one? Lord of the Rings. Eddie? How specific do you want this? I have what is written in front of me. Star Wars. Amy? Star Wars. Correct. Yeah! What, what were you going to say? Empire Strikes Back. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, Amy and Eddie left in this round. All right, go ahead. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? Eddie looks confused. One more time. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? You got it? Got it. Both of you have it? You feeling good? Yeah. yeah. Eddie? Meet the parents. Amy? Meet the parents. Nice. <laughs> Don't stare at me like that, Amy. Uh, let's do number 12, Raymundo. You can't handle the truth. Mm. I'm in. I don't know that I would get this one. I think I, I know who's saying it. I don't think I would get this one. Amy in? Uh. One more time, Raymundo. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Amy, what do you have? A few good men. Ooh, Eddie? A few good men. Nice. Okay. Why was I first thinking Perfect Gentleman? Is that a movie? I think there's uh, people dressed in military. But is that a same kind of theme? Don't know. I don't know. Um, Okay. Uh, Speed round between you two because this is the last one. All right, here we go. We'll play it. Just yell out the movie as soon as you know it. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Godfather. Amy. Amy. You said her name. Oh, I thought you said just say the movie. Did I, did I say that, Mike? To say the movie? Which I thought was weird, but I went with it. I mean, you did, but you always say your name first. I know. You that's answer. what threw me off. Because uh, I, I was going to, after, because I said my name and you said Godfather, so I was going to take that. Okay. Godfather. You, you both get a victory? So we tie? Yeah, we tie. Okay. I'm fine with tying. All right. Uh, Eddie, you finished in last place with one. <laughs> and I one win! Hold on. Lunchbox two, Amy two. You guys oh, both got two we wins. tied. What? If they yeah, tie, they out. don't win. A tie is not a win. I win! Woo! Sorry. All right, nice job, everybody. What did you do the kissing sound for? Oh, it's because like, tying is like kissing your sister. Is your sister in here? <laughs> <laughs> what the? I, I was kissing Lunchbox. Uh, oh, that's uh, weird. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Chick-fil-A added grilled spicy chicken sandwiches to the menu nationwide. You heard it, grilled. Huh. Most all spicy chicken sandwiches are fried. Yeah. And most all spicy chicken sandwiches are great tasting. Like, everybody's launching these chicken sandwiches. They're all good. Some of them are fantastic, but in Chick-fil-A's, they're A+. Yeah, and they have put a little special sauce on theirs. It's a cilantro lime sauce that was Ooh. created just for the new sandwich. Okay. You know the Chick-fil-A near my house? There's always a lime. Yeah, always. Mine too. No matter what time of day. Which is crazy because there are Chick-fil-A's everywhere all the time. It's not like it's new to the area. Mm-hmm. And they have double lime. They have two lines at the same time. It's and pretty amazing. And here's the annoying thing, though. The one annoying thing about Chick-fil-A is that you'll go up and order, and sometimes there's not a menu. There's just a person sitting there going, hey, what would you like? Yeah. It's like, I need to look at the menu. And there's no menu to look at. I would say most people, they probably figure it out, don't. And if you do, they'll help you out. So like, I'm, like, you- I'm like, tell me everything you have. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, car's honking at item you. Item by item. Mm-hmm. What else? So Jason Aldean and his wife, Brittany, they had to spend five hours in the emergency room because Brittany thought she was having a heart attack. 
But turns out she was experiencing something called pleurisy, which is a lung inflammation that causes chest pains. And people often think it is a heart attack. So she had every right to be freaking out. But just in case you've got that going on in your chest, don't freak out. It might be a heart attack, but obviously still go seek medical attention. I thought I was having a heart attack once. It was heartburn. Oh, Oh. like severe heartburn. Interesting. No, you ever had severe heartburn? I don't know. I don't think so. It feels like a heart attack. Did you go to the hospital? Nah. Oh. <laughs> hey, I rubbed some dirt on it. Continued about my day. You're good. But it hurts so bad right in your chest. You're going, oh. I was like, oh, this could be it. Did crook my neck, popped it, and then got out. Went, went back in. All right, what else? So if you're looking to build confidence, you might just need to go to the gym and build up a good sweat. And it's not just because of what that the results that'll give you physically, but like mentally, a study showed that we feel thinner and more attractive just after 30 minutes. There are times where I'm not able to go in and work out for a week or two and I'm feeling terrible about myself. Like I don't look good in my mind. And I'll do like, I don't know, 50 crunches. And I'll be like, I already see it working. Wow. Right. <laughs> like for some reason, I'm like, I'm like looking in the mirror. I'm like, dang, look at that one workout. And I'm back, baby. That's all it took. That's yeah. what Bobby is explaining this study perfectly. Like that, that was the point of bringing it this up. It was just done on me. I'm the <laughs> only person. <laughs> is you just so, I mean, mentally give yourself that. Maybe even just visualize yourself at the gym and you'll already feel like you're looking good. I don't think that's going to work. But <laughs> I have a really like bird chest, small, skinny guy chest. But I'll go and do some bench press, and then I'll go into the bathroom, take my shirt off, look, and I'll make I'll make my peg stance a little bit. I'll be like, dang, that really worked. And it doesn't. <laughs> right. It's but only I do one feel workout. good about it. Yeah. All right, Amy. All right, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. The Tennessee River, which is one of the most polluted rivers in the country, is looking much better thanks to the Keep Tennessee River Beautiful Group. They went out for three days and they collected 9,000 pounds of trash out of the river, collecting it off the banks. They were just going through the water, picking it all up, and they're going to have another one in April, and they hope to get 100,000 pounds of trash out by the end of the year. Wow. Like, I don't understand littering. Like, you people that litter, you're, what, what is the point of it? I don't get it. How are you too lazy to walk to a garbage can? That's what it is. Laziness. It's just, it makes no sense. Like, you're eating food in your car, and I see people just throw wrappers out. You can't you still just, see that? Yes. yes. You guys do? Yeah. And I'm huh. like, why can't you just wait till you get to your location and you put it in the trash can? Sometimes I'll throw fruit out the window. F-R-U-I-T. That's not bad because it decomposes. Right. But, That's what I tell myself, too. Yeah, but a plastic bag doesn't. I don't throw that wrapper. out. I, yeah, know, but yeah, I don't understand do. littering either. I just kind of felt like that was over as far as like driving down the road, throwing no, stuff no. out. No, I see people. I mean, I saw, I sat at a stoplight and saw someone take a plastic plate with a fork and a knife and just set it in the middle of the road. <laughs> they opened their car door and set it down and then what drove the? off. Uh huh. I've seen someone at a light open their car door and put a whole uh, fast food bag full yes. of food down and then just drive off. It's uh, just crazy. What's wrong with people? I don't know. It is a thing, though. What about. If I am pouring liquid out onto the ground. I think we've determined before that that's okay, I hope. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I've done it. <laughs> Liquid's okay because it goes away. I mean, it's probably not good for the environment to put Coke in the grass. Probably kills the grass. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But well, we're saying at a stoplight or something. I, who stop, who's dumping stuff at a stoplight? <laughs> you guys are acting like people are pit stopping in the middle of the road all, everywhere. You see it all the time. You're just watching. I, oh, I there goes a bag. Listen. Let it be known that when I'm at a stoplight, I'm looking at my phone. And, <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. while I'm driving, but I will oh look boy. at it when I'm stopped. Okay. Oh boy. That, there you go. That's a great story, though. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. 
A woman stabbed her husband when she saw pictures of him with a younger woman. Okay. That's not a very healthy response, but tell me more. Well, after he was stabbed and he got the knife away from her, he said, hey, look at the picture. It was her when she was younger. Oh. Oh, my God. Then she was arrested. Aging, yeah. not fun. No, but also something Stabbing, else is not wrong. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes paying the details aren't fun either, but you got to do it. He managed to grab the knife from her and said, hey, look at this. He digitized some of their old photos together back when they were younger and she didn't recognize herself. Wow. So we don't know how old they are now, but I'd estimate late 40s, 50s from the pictures I've seen of them. Was alcohol involved? It doesn't say. And that's your bonehead story. (laughs) I don't know. It doesn't say that. Hmm. I think just a a big bucket of crazy is involved. Uh, Over to Amy now. Let's get the morning corny in. The morning corny. What kind of doctor is Dr. Pepper? What kind of doctor is Dr. Pepper? A physician. Physician. (laughs) (laughs) That was the morning corny. A couple of Missouri called in a fake bomb threat to the preschool where one of them worked because she wanted a paid day off. Mm. What better way to get a paid day off than a bomb threat? Wow, yeah. It's it's just risk-reward, right? It's not worth it. Because the reward is you get a day off. Maybe you needed it, maybe you didn't, but that day comes and goes. And then you're back at work the next day. The risk is that you go to jail. Yeah. And is that risk of going to jail worth possibly getting a day off? Because they're probably going to track you down anyway. And I'm not saying, they, obviously, they're not very smart if they're doing this, so they weren't probably doing risk-reward <laughs> in their head. The school was evacuated, which included rolling sleeping babies outside in their cribs. Oh, mm. my. A couple was charged Friday with calling in false bomb threats to a St. Peter's school. Prosecutors say they called in threats on January 12th because they didn't want to go to work. And you would think maybe they're 22, 21 years old. Just like right on the edge of being a dumb kid to an adult. Nope, Janet's 40 and Evan's 39. Oh, man. That's us. They use an anonymous <laughs> texting application with a fake phone number to call in the threats. What's wrong with people? What's, What's wrong, wrong with people? people? There you go. Uh, speaking of people that have something wrong with them, Joe Exotic not giving up his bid to get a pardon. Oh. Now he's going to the Biden administration. <laughs> The story reads, after being spurned by President Donald Trump, Joe Exotic's officially moving on to the next president and keeping the faith that President Biden will grant his freedom. TMZ's obtained emails from Joe go, hey, I'm hopeless right now, but I think we can now go over to President Biden. So if they were to grant Joe Exotic his release from prison, people would go, there are probably people that really deserve their release from prison for like mm-hmm. drug crimes. Yeah. Like, Joe Exotic's not going to get... What he can do is sing. (laughs) Yes, he can sing. He can go and he can... No, I do not literally. (laughs) He can tell on other people in the animal trade. Oh. Oh, by seeing, you mean... He can tattle. Yeah. And then earn credit to get out. Yes. Like, he could probably cut his time by doing that. Mm. But it doesn't seem like he's going to do that yet. But how miserable. One, just to be in prison. Jeez. Mm. He probably deserves it. Two... To be in prison when you've been searching for fame your entire life and you finally get it and you're your most famous and you can't even experience it. Wild times for Joe Exotic. Uh, Coming up, also wonder too about people in prison. Do they get to watch Tiger King? Do the other prisoners know he's famous or just a guy? Because I don't know that Netflix is is on the big house TV. (laughs) 
Plus. Not on there with Disney Plus. Uh, yeah. Or some huh. people they may have been out of jail when it, when Tiger King aired, so they binged it and then somehow landed themselves in jail where Joe Exotic is. Yeah, they have to know, right? <laughs> and do they put him in solitaire so he doesn't get beat up? Ugh. Yeah, prison man, not for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Same. Big day in Eddie's life. His son is now a teenager. Oh my goodness! Pray for me. His son is officially a teenager. <sighs> Isn't that crazy, Amy? 13, big deal. Has he changed a lot in the last year? Yeah. Yeah. What's the great part about it? What's the struggle with it? Okay. Okay. I think the great part about it, I really thought about this, but the great part about it is just to kind of see him grow into a little man. Like, that's pretty amazing. You know, time flies. They say that. Like, Kenny Chesney says, don't blink. He's right. Don't blink. Time does fly. Pretty crazy. The bad thing about it uh, is that he's just a teenager, man. He's starting to get, he's starting to understand who he is a little bit. Thinks he's smarter than everyone now in the house, so he kind of talks back and has that kind of mentality of, "You don't know anything," even though we're his parents and we know everything. Like he has that attitude. So this is the start of it, dude. I'm not ready for girls and uh, driving and all this other stuff that's going to come with being a teenager. So this is the start of it and I'm already struggling with it a little bit. So dude, I don't know. This is crazy. I tell you, we'll open the phones. If you guys have any advice for Eddie raising a new teenager, feel free to call us. I would love that. We'll take a few calls. 877-77-BOBBY. 877-77-BOBBY. Heck, I remember when Eddie and I were on top of a roof shooting our (laughs) local TV show in Texas and Eddie comes up and goes, well, my wife's pregnant. He's been married for a while. He's like, we're having a baby. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. It feels, I blinked. And here we are. How scared was I? Oh, you're petrified. Terrified, yeah. huh? Yeah, for sure. Just frozen still. He's just like, oh, I don't know what to do. And now um, you're a dad of four. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Life. It's nuts. Uh, I kind of misspoke in that tease. It's not about a phone being broken. It's about a phone being stolen at school. Ooh. Okay, let's open the mailbag. Here we go. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby Bones, my 11-year-old daughter's iPhone was stolen at school. It happened during class last week. After some investigating, the school caught the student who stole the phone. They got the phone back. They returned it to my daughter. However, oh, it is. The screen on the iPhone was broken. I thought I was right. Yeah. <laughs> so you were right. The student's parents are aware of the situation, but they say they will not pay compensation. What should I do? Should they pay compensation? Signed, Concerned Parent. Well, we just teed you up, Eddie, for having a, a teenager. This is easy, man. Okay, go ahead. You go first. Judge Judy, right? You got to go to Judge Judy. Obviously, they're going to like say, oh, I'm not paying for that, but they should pay for it, so you're going to have to take it to the law. What? Like, how do you take that to the law? Like small claims court? But the, they do that to Judge Judy, right? Like, how, how do you get on Judge Judy? They, they cast for people, oh. and they go, because they don't send them to jail, but they go, hey, if someone's looking for money, let's say I'm suing for 500 bucks, they go, we'll pay the 500 bucks regardless if you'll come on the show. Okay. In, in, in a way, Eddie, isn't them mailbagging that to us? This is their Judge Judy? No, because they're not getting money that, from that's us. That's why I don't go to Eddie first on these. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amy, you have two kids, yeah. both in school. Oh, man, that's this is such a disappointment because, yes, the child should pay or the, the family of the child that stole the phone, however they want to divvy it up, but you may not be able to enforce that. So... It might be something where you just have to bite the bullet and pay for it yourself. Uh, but because it's not your kid's fault. But a lesson is learned here of like, two, how can you better protect your things at school? And uh, maybe do you not take your, I don't know, you have to take a phone to school because sometimes that's why you have to call your parents. It's so hard. I think, yes, the other people should pay, but there, I don't think there's a way you can force them. Yeah. Again, I don't have any kids yet. So 
what I would do is, if, especially if you have communication with them, I would go, hey, I don't want to have to elevate this, but I'd be very vague about that. Mm. And say, if I have to elevate this, it's going to make us both uncomfortable, so I'd love for you to pay. So but really, threaten them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but really, you're not elevating it. You okay. just, you're going to have to pay for it yourself. But I'd throw a thinly veiled threat at them to be like, I really don't want to do any more than than's already done. So if we could go ahead, maybe split the phone, try to get anything because they're probably not going to have yeah. to pay you for anything. And then you're going to see them later too at pickup. And then, and then all even a year later, be like, I don't want to elevate this. <laughs> you're really pushing me. Five years later, I've been... <laughs> you're kind of just SOL, right? Yeah. In a bad way. To- yeah, you have to think of the circumstances. If the kid yeah. is stealing a phone, maybe that's because his parents can't afford to buy him a phone. So can they afford to fix your cracked Great screen? Point. And then it's like this whole, you don't know everybody's circumstance. So yes, it's a bummer for you, but... That's life is sometimes rolls out that way. I do think though that if you do something wrong, you should have to pay for it. Like if your child does something wrong, I'm talking about the kid though. Like the kid oh, should okay. get in trouble if they found that he stole the phone. Like you have to inf- make sure that the kid is serving whatever. Oh, through the school. Yes. Yes, absolutely. The school needs to enforce some sort of punishment there because it happened on school grounds. Because mm. the parents, maybe it's not. Maybe they have a their own little phone stealing ring as a family. And this Dang, is the Amy thing. goes wow. next level with these wow. like, crime stories. <laughs> I do, but it, I also go next level with my thinking of being nervous, even like dangling a tiny threat. Because then I think, oh gosh, what if their parents are the head of some gang and then they retaliate on you for threatening them? Don't listen. Oh. To that. Concerned parent that emailed us. Don't listen. <laughs> that uh we just think though uh, you're gonna have to pay for it yeah at the end of the day like yeah hopefully that kid will get punished at school and then you can just teach your kid to hopefully watch out for their things as best as they can i'd still do thinly veiled threat okay <laughs> and that was bobby's mailbag when I, you think about the marvel movies who do you think about who comes up into your mind captain america sure iron man oh yeah for and, sure uh, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans. Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson, right? All these really wonderful actors and actresses that they are now kind of entrenched in our minds as these these superheroes. What do you think about Jim Carrey as one of the Marvel folks? Like when they when they build, because they're building out all these different universes. I just pictured a green mask. Oh, you what think his character do? from the mask is going to come? No, I don't know. <laughs> what are I, That's what I pictured. Was well, it? the whole story was Jim Carrey is being eyed as one of the big name additions to Marvel because they're expanding in all these different ways. Movies, uh, Disney, Disney's Marvel, right? Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Carrey is one of the heroes. What do you know? He was the Riddler way back in the day in Batman. Oh, you're right. I love Jim Carrey and just didn't know I had a love for Jim Carrey until I started looking at the movies that I loved. And it was all the serious movies. It was my favorite movie, Man on the Moon, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Truman Show, maybe three of my top five. Mm. I think he's a very underrated actor, and I think we look at him just being, all righty then, right, right. and going, I don't know if I like that guy. <laughs> but if you look at the, st- the outside acting, I think it's pretty fantastic. Okay, then now you're convincing me he can pull it off. Well, I, I, I also eyeballed it and was like, do I want someone who's so over the top being a superhero? But then I had to pull myself back and go, you know, he's really good when he's not being ridiculous. Yeah, maybe he can find a balance, because you don't know what this superhero is. Do we know what? Mm-mm. No? They don't know if they want him. This is what it says. As a scenery-chewing villain or kind of a human presence in one of the heroes. Hmm. I think that Jim Carrey would be pretty pretty great. I mean, we'll watch it. We watch all the Marvel stuff at our house. Kids have a favorite? Uh, Black Panther's Marvel, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my son, Black Panther, uh, and Captain America. My daughter, Iron Man. Same with me, probably. So she likes Iron Man. Mm Mm-hmm. 
what about? I guess Black Widow doesn't have her own yet. She's it's coming out though, no, right? But it's Movie coming. Mike? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got a lot of calls about Eddie asking oh. about your, your how to parent a teenager. I need that advice, so I'll take it. If you missed it, Eddie mentioned earlier his son is now a teenager. Now let me put on a few calls here who are nice enough to to take take up a few minutes of their time. Uh, D in Virginia, you're on the show. How are you? Hi, Bobby. I'm great, thank you. Thank you for calling. What would you like to tell Eddie? I just wanted to tell Eddie that as his young man becomes a teenager, to always remember to meet him wherever he is. Um, he's going to change. He's going to go through all kinds of, you know, difficult times. But he's still that young man that Eddie loves and knows. He's just changing and growing. And so if Eddie can remember to meet him where he is, set boundaries, but still be flexible. Uh, you are in for some amazing years ahead if you can just keep that thought there. <laughs> All right, Dee, I appreciate that call. Thank you, and best of luck to you and Caitlin. Thank you very much. Have a good day. I like Take that. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Let's put on Don in Arkansas. It's Eddie Advice Minute. He's <laughs> he's a dad now of a teenager, which is, which is nuts. Don, what would you like to tell Eddie? Hey, Eddie. Good morning, studio. Morning. The best advice is to know who where he's going and who he the parents of where he's going if you know them great if you don't call them get to know them that's the best advice stay on top of him and just know his friends and his friends parents i have two two teenagers a 16 year old daughter that oh but it's awesome you're gonna have great experiences but know who he is, where he's going, and his friends. You want to say thank you or just going to nod at me? I mean, I, I like it. I'm okay. soaking it all in. So, yes, thank you so much. Right. Eddie's looking at me nodding like she can see her, him nod at me. Man, it's a lot. You know, like even when these people are talking, I'm thinking like, all right, these are two very different uh, advices. And like, I'm like this is a, a lot to take in. But the, the one that comes to mind for me is, is put myself in their place. Whew, that's tough because, you know, you, you're like, oh, I've been there. I've been a teenager. But it's so hard to have him act the way he does and think like, yeah, that was you too. And I tried to do that the other day. I'm like, I don't I don't remember myself when I was 13. That's crazy. What's going to be funny is when he thinks he can challenge you physically. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. what I can't wait for. Good luck, yeah, kid. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> and you all, you've been eating vegetables and fish for like six months. So he's going to take me <laughs> he's out. He's going to whoop you. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. The staff at St. Mark's Hospital in Salt Lake City is celebrating a very special employee of the month by trying to buy him a car. Michael Piper loves working there, and his devotion to his job shows, and New Year's Day is very apparent. Now, he usually rides the bus to work, but they weren't running on the holiday, so he found alternative transportation. Instead of asking for a ride or calling in sick, he rode his bike to work. By the way, it's cold, right? It's New Year's. It was 37 miles each way in the freezing Utah winter. Wow. Took him nearly four hours, and now his colleagues are like, man, he's like working in the COVID unit, cleaning up the COVID rooms. So they set up a GoFundMe page to raise money to buy him a car. They're still working on it, but now they've got like five, six, seven thousand dollars. There we go. He didn't ask for it. That's the best thing. This guy is dedicated. He rode his bike in winter in Utah. That is insane. Good for you. Good for you, Michael Piper. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. I want to grab Dave in Kentucky, who's been waiting patiently. You know, Eddie was talking earlier on the show because he has a kid who's now a teenager, which is nuts to think about. But he's like, what do I do with a teenager? 
Uh, Dave, you're on the show. What would you like to say? Listen, just treat him like you would any other person. You don't don't be his best friend. Be his father. Let him know that he can depend on you to be there when you need him. And you know, sometimes as boys, we do screwy things. Don't don't be on him all the time. You know, I'm raising a 14 year old grandson, and he's probably the most dependable young man I've ever met in my life. I'm a father of nine. I raised five of them by myself. Um, kids are a blessing, and that's the way to look at them. Eddie, do you have a struggle with differentiating friendship with your 13-year-old from fatherhood with your 13-year-old? No, no, not really. I mean, I definitely remind myself. I mean, I don't have to remind myself all the time that I'm his dad. Like, I know I'm his dad, and I know that I can't be friends first. I, I do understand that part. But the one that Dave brings up that's pretty important is the – is the be, you know, don't be so bossy all the time and don't be like always expecting too much out of him. That's a tough one because I always feel like there's a lesson in everything. And sometimes I just got to back off and just enjoy the time with him a little bit. I want to mention this and we'll talk about it today. If you listen to the show podcast, we do a whole extra part of the show only on the podcast. It's called the post show. Eddie has a parenting technique he's using with his 13 year old. <laughs> oh yeah, that's him. Controversial, some may say. I've never heard of anyone use this technique before, but he's going to reveal that on the post show today. It's so unique. I'm telling. I'm. I'm willing to bet the farm that no one's ever done this with their child. Do you believe that it worked? Absolutely. I saw it work with my own eyes. So Eddie's come up with something that no parent in all of the world has mm -hmm. ever done before. I'm sure they've maybe done it in some different way, but mine is definitely unique. The way I did it. So. After the show's over, we'll load today's podcast. Search for The Bobby Bone Show wherever you listen to your podcast. It'll be right there for you. Let's go to the news. Bobby's Big Story. You may ask me, when can I get the vaccine? When can I get the vaccine? <laughs> well, thanks for asking. It will be widely available in late spring. They're saying if you try pretty hard, you'll be able to get it by late spring. They're also saying that extremely healthy young Americans, 18 to 25-year-olds, We'll be able to get the vaccine early, mid-summer or so. Now, it's going to take a while to get everyone, but if you're, you're pretty proactive about it. What they, yeah, what about pretty healthy 39-year-olds? You'll be able to get it before that, obviously. Okay. Yeah. I would say for you, you'll probably be able to grab it late spring. Okay. Late spring, maybe real early summer. That's but, soon. But that's good news. Yeah, like, that's great. Yeah. We're rock and rolling. Thank we're trying you. to get to be able to go to a Chris Stapleton concert. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget the real motivation. We want to go see Kane Brown. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's the news. Here's another one. Bobby's Other Story. Fox is rebooting America's Most Wanted. Did you like that show? I did. It's pretty good. The show that put John Walsh front and center is being rebooted. Elizabeth Vargas will be the host. And America's Most Wanted will be coming back later on Fox. No other details have been released yet. To me, America's Most Wanted and Unsolved Mysteries were almost the same show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They weren't quite there. And John Walsh wasn't as creepy as Robert Stack, who would walk <laughs> out from the fog. And you know, the unsolved part oh, of it that, was kind of a ghost story. Still gives me chills. But you watch both, and then you looked out your window and assumed every single person you saw was outside your window somewhere mm -hmm. about to break in. I always wanted to bust the guy and be the one to get the reward. 
Yeah, I didn't, never want, happened. I didn't want anything to do with any of them. <laughs> you just want to be away from that. They would be like, in the northern tip of Maine, John Timmons is causing havoc and killing folks. And I was like, I just saw him in Arkansas. <laughs> I know you said Maine, but I swear I just saw this guy at the gas station. <laughs> so, but they are bringing back America's Most Wanted. And finally, the top three songs in country music this week. At number three, it's Kelsey Ballerini, Hole in the Bottle. There's a hole in the bottle, leaking on. Number two is Kenny Chesney, Happy Does. He's the poster child for happy is, as happy does. And the number one song in country music is from Luke Combs, Better Together. Some things just go better together, and probably always will, like a cup of coffee and a sunrise, Sunday drives and time to kill. What's the point? I mean, the two biggest stars in country music right now, and obviously I have my idea, are who, Amy? Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen. Yeah. Not really a close second. Sure. And they are, I didn't think anyone could catch Luke Combs for a bit, because he has done something that I haven't seen in all my years in country music and music, but Morgan Wallen has. Morgan Wallen's going to go from being the first of three acts to when pandemic opens up, selling out arenas. Woo. Unbelievable what those two have been able to do. And now on the same level. It's crazy. Uh, so congratulations, uh, Luke Combs, at number one. The number one song on the entire Billboard Hot 100. I got my driver's license. <laughs> She's still up there. Still. Oh, it's going to be for a while. Wow. You got it. It's, it goes a little high. <laughs> well, she's young. Turn that up. I watch these TikToks of, of people. Caitlin put me on these TikToks with these girls. They, tr- they try to sing that song as serious as she sings it because she's just so sad the whole time. And they're all sitting together trying to sing it and without cracking up. Hilarious. I did TikTok, a couple TikToks last night. I have a jukebox at the house. We're filling it with, it has a hundred, whole hundred CDs. So I'm having to order CDs for the first time in 10 years. Oh, that's fun. And so uh, my TikTok name is the same, Mr. Bobby Bones. But I put my first CD in yesterday of a hundred and it's John Mayer Continuum. Oh, of course. I've only got like 10 in ordered right now. Out of a hundred? Yeah, but Ooh. every, well, I've ordered, I think 45 or 50, but there's just slowly coming in, but I'm going to put one in there every single day. You should come to the house. Look at the, the jukebox is awesome. It was a, like we, we bought I, Yeah, the, I guess I didn't really know. I mean, I've seen it a bunch, but I didn't know how it worked. So it's CDs. Mm-hmm. Got it. So now we can gift you CDs. Nope. No, no it's going to be full. The jukebox is going to be full of my favorite 100 albums. Oh. I'm, I'm letting Eddie put in a few as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I still have mine, so I'm not buying any. Yeah. What? Okay, what? Well, okay. I guess I guess I don't even get one slot. That's, That's true. Fine. That's true. Good, good, good job. <laughs> so it's okay. I do today have a Kenny Rogers greatest hits probably going in. Yeah. And it's not cheating to put in greatest hits. Well, right? see, that's what I was gonna ask you. Cause like greatest hits, I mean, is it gonna be filled with greatest hits? Cause why not? Yeah, because no. you only have a hundred slots. Because I have like six John Mayer albums going in. Okay. Like five Garth Brooks records going in. Oh, excuse in- me. Do you have George Strait? Uh, right now, no. What? Oh, you could put in the it. box set. Straight out of the box? Well, yes. that's, that's 100 CDs, and I'm going to... It's only well, four. No, it's like four. Uh, or six. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something I did yesterday when I finished. I had the rare feeling of, hey, I'm pretty proud of myself for that. Hmm. I'll give you that. Also, two women that were faking like cops and pulling people over. Oh, no. This is in Tampa. What, what happened to the, Yeah, that's coming up. Uh, check out Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. He talks about red flags you look out for whenever you're seeing the previews of a movie that say, hey, you shouldn't go. For example... If it's based on a true story and it happened in the last couple of years, they rushed through it and didn't take enough time. Ooh, good. So he does a whole, check out Movie Mike's Movie Podcast if you're looking for a new podcast to listen to. 
Today is January 26th. Yesterday, I got on my phone and I made reservations for Valentine's night. Ooh. And I got it right at the time that I want it, 6.30 p.m. So we can go. It feels like dinner. But then it's not, you know, so late that we're exhausted doing the radio show the next day. Because Valentine's on a Sunday night this year. So if you're planning on having Valentine's dinner somewhere, do it today because you can find a spot that's not 4 p.m. or 9.30 p.m. Unless you want to do it at home, but if you do want to go have dinner, you got to do it now. I did have to put a deposit down, too, because it's that hard to oh, yeah, that get and keep Valentine's reservations. Yeah. So that's all. I was pretty proud of myself for remembering that far out. I mean, I expect nothing less from you. I have a pretty special gift for old Caitlin. Oh. Yeah. I've already been on that, too. Okay. I'm going to leave that. Hmm, what could it be? I feel like you've, I mean, with Christmas, you just had, you hit it out of the park. I love, that is my love language, gift giving. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't like to just go buy something. I like to find something that means something. Sometimes it involves spending money, but sometimes it doesn't at all. But uh, I got a little something special. (laughs) When are you going to tell us? Well, not until after I give it to her. Oh. Yeah. Well, other people need ideas, too. And I'll give them great ideas for next year okay. after this year. True. Uh, two Florida women impersonate police and then live stream a fake traffic stop. They put it on Facebook. Oh, my gosh. Two Florida women were arrested for impersonating police officers and pulling people over. They went on Facebook and live streamed all of it. Police say these women have done this before. They're looking for other victims. Here's a clip from the news. WWSB, ABC7 in Sarasota, Florida. Here you go. This Facebook Live is now a critical part of police evidence. They tell us one of the suspects, Jamaica McDowell, is heard loud and clear. They said derogatory and vulgar things to the driver as well as the passengers. Anybody move, I will shoot! (laughs) We're told the suspects didn't know the victims, but there are claims on social media saying that's not the case. Based on our interviews so far, we have reason to believe that this isn't the first time these two women have stopped vehicles pretending to be a Sarasota police officer. I shouldn't be laughing. No, but it's crazy. But when they're yelling, and <laughs> it's so crazy. They, they had red and blue lights in the windshield and, and, and a siren. Oh, man. And then they, play the what first, are they wearing? Play the first part of that clip back, Ray. I need everyone to exit the <laughs> This Facebook Live is... It's not funny. We shouldn't be laughing. But also, you can hear her friend laughing yeah. on the side. This Facebook Live is now a critical part right. of police. But just the fact that. <laughs> I mean, they're just, they're drunk, right? They have to be. Both to women be. were arrested and officers are asking if anyone has any information to call. Hmm. But I will pull over. If someone turned on a red and blue light, I would just trust it and be like, For gotta, sure. gotta pull over. Which is the scary part. If you were in your house and you're like, someone's moving up in the attic. And then you kind of walk up there and you see, they don't see you, but you see someone in your attic that shouldn't be there. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you do? I run outside and call 911. For sure, I'm not staying in there because I don't know. What do they have? A weapon? Possibly. Who yeah. knows? They're, uh, they're going to be scared when, mm-hmm. you, when you confront them um, or hungry. And animals, if they're scared or hungry, that's when they attack you. Mm-hmm. And we are animals. Yes. A woman is freaked out after discovering that someone has been living in her attic for weeks. Monica Green, a mom, says she noticed things were moving around in her house, like below the attic. But she just kind of moved it aside and was like, okay, I'm going crazy. That's what she said to herself. Eventually, she came home to find the AC system on, a back door open, and some half-eaten chicken nuggets. This is a sloppy attic liver. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> you got you to gotta be better at this if you're going to try to uh, sustain long-term. 
Police responded, found that her attic hatch was ajar. The stranger has not been identified. The home camera system was disabled by this person. I'm assuming it was a man. Sounds like a total man thing to totally. do. Totally. Yeah. Um, and then she's freaked out because someone's been living in her house. But now she didn't see them, but I wonder what you would do. I think for me, I'd pr- first thing I would do is go get my gun. And I would say, hey, I would not be where they could see me and go, hey, you, and I would call 911 right when I grabbed the gun. Then I would say, you need to get out of the house right now. I have a gun. And then I'm going to escort them out of the house with the gun. You're, okay. That's good, Amy. Well, what? And then I'm going to go dance good. and shoot the ground. Oh, <laughs> nice. Dance. And they start dancing yeah. all the way to the dance. door. Dance. Dance. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know why you wouldn't leave. <laughs> like, why do you need to stay there to be macho with your gun? I'm not being macho. I'm being... A little bit. So you can. Because you could just leave and call 911. But you want to go get your gun, then call 911, then tell them you have a gun and give them the opportunity to come down. And then I want to live stream it. So I'm going to get my phone <laughs> first. I'm going to push record. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hit us up, guys, if you want to talk. 877-77-BOBBY. We do have Clint Black and Lisa Black coming up tomorrow on the show. Nice. So together, uh, you know, they were on The Masked Singer together, right? Yeah. Which, And obviously it's Clint Black, and we love Clint Black. Um, so there you go. Let's see. I got some voicemails last night. I'll play for you. Here is, and we have so many of these scuba. Steve told me we're just going to play one of them. Here is uh, a voicemail from last night. Hey, I was listening to the, um, NFL trivia and I don't think it's fair that lunchbox got so much time to answer the Tiffany question. She should have beaten him. She only had five seconds. He had a lot longer than that. Do you hear the passion in her voice? Oh yeah. Uh, We'll fix that. They're going to rematch next week because they both got them all right. I hear you. That's my fault. But uh, Monday will be the final round of Lunchbox versus the ladies. And the woman he's going to play against, he tied with last week. Anything you want to say? I mean, I I agree. They're d- we just need to alter the way we do it. But Lunchbox wasn't doing anything wrong. We, right. It was allowed. Owen from Maryland left this one. Morning, studio. want to let you all know I got my vaccine today. My arm's a little sore, but other than that, I feel great. I'm hoping everybody around the country is getting their family and their friends signed up for pre-registration links wherever they can get the vaccine. And I hope that you all stay happy and healthy. I wish a happy and healthy wedding for you, Bobby. Have a great January. Appreciate that, Owen. I would love to get it. If anyone has a spare one. <laughs> spare vaccine. This is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know who's got extra what. Uh, and finally, here's a voicemail from last night. Another fellow B-teamer and I started a podcast, and we need your advice. So when you guys are on the radio, it sounds really smooth. But when we're making our podcast, it feels like we're sucking in all the air and blowing it out and the entire podcast. And we have to like edit that out. So my question to you is, how do I get my podcast to not sound like we're blowing air into the microphone all the time? Tell me your tricks, please, because we need help. Thank you. Whenever you talk, lean up into it. Whenever you don't, back away. That way you don't hear this. <laughs> That's what I do. It's pretty good. Listen, I get, anytime anybody reviews this show and they're like, let's, let's listen to how this show has become so successful. They're always like, I don't know. It's not that good. <laughs> That's usually what happens when someone has to come and evaluate our show. They're like, I don't get it. They don't speak like broadcasters. I just hit hit my microphone with my hand. (laughs) You did. I think I got in trouble recently for not speaking into my mic, which is clearly what we should be doing. Yeah. And then for years, I've been told not to ramble so much. We are not good (laughs) broadcasters. If someone were putting together the perfect radio show, we'd be the opposite people they would go to. 
However, we do come on and we sound like normal humans. We are extremely honest. We are uh, quite vulnerable with our stories. And I feel like we're pretty interesting people. As long as you have that, who cares if you're doing the <sighs> well, <laughs> in I a mean, mic? Yeah, no, listen, some people are into that. Maybe they'd like a podcast. Yeah. Where, <laughs> <sighs> you know. Thank you guys for all of your voicemails. You can always leave one. 877-77-BOBBY. I was talking about, hey, if anybody has an extra vaccine, hit me up. I'll take it. Did somebody just hit you up? No, but Lunchbox calls and tries to sell his vaccine to a pharmacy as a joke. Okay. Do you want to hear this? Yes. He called a local pharmacy as Jason Gibble, the entrepreneur, and his slogan is... Businessman making business deals trying to get that money. And he created his own COVID vaccine and is trying to uh, <laughs> unload his shipment. <laughs> okay. Okay. So remember, he was trying to get his hand in more cookie jars this year. Yes. Make a little more money. And so here you go. Um, will she buy his homemade vaccine? Pharmacy. All right, yes, ma'am. This is Jason Gibble, businessman making business deals trying to get that money. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm okay. How can I help you? Uh, yes, ma'am. Well, I've been at my house and I've been doing some experiment in the lab, you know, and there's this COVID going on. And I know everywhere is running low on COVID vaccines, but I made my own and I am here to sell it to you. Oh, uh, we actually don't buy COVID vaccines. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. I said my goal this year was to get my hands in more cookie jars. And so I started mixing and matching and boom, I got a vaccine. Okay. Okay, well, uh, but again, sir, we don't buy vaccines that haven't been approved from... No, you get listen, I, 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 no, 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 you got to understand, like, I, I, I make... I some serious legal troubles if we, if we did that. Listen, here, here I got an idea. $10 a, a shot, and since you're going to buy it as a pharmacist, I'll give you $2 back to put in your own sir, pocket. Again, I am not going to buy it. That is not... <laughs> Okay, okay. I feel you like drive, I've explained you, that to a few times now. I do have quite a lot to do around here today. We are busy because there is a global pandemic. So okay, I'll give you two fifty two fifty per <laughs> shot to go back into your pocket. You know, kickback. Like, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. You know what I mean? You give me a COVID shot, I'll no, give you a COVID have, shot. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Goodbye. The fact she stayed on that call so long. Yeah. yeah, it was a little long. If somebody shady calls and goes, I'm trying to sell you a COVID vaccine. I'm out. Click. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, though. Nice. Okay, so a country star went into a restaurant, had had a meal, paid for everybody else in the in the restaurant. Your guesses were? Uh, Luke Bryan. Uh, Garth Brooks. Keith Urban. Okay. Workers at IHOP in Mount Pleasant told ABC News 4 on Sunday that blank had paid for people's meals at the restaurant and tipped the servers. He added, they added, the people at the restaurant say that this this person comes in like three or four times a year. The person went in, paid for each person, left a generous tip. Some of the people didn't even recognize this singer at first because of the mask, but stated that some of them thanked him personally for his kind deed. There he is. That, Thank Keith. That are, I'll tell you guys what. If you get it right, I'll give you 10 bucks. Oh, but I'm gonna no give, one got it right. I'm going to give you a chance to change it if you want. Oh, I started to think none of us picked a female, but you just confirmed it is a male. No, I, the, the person who was talking in the interview, one of them was a guy. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, know, okay. I, know, I think it's a guy. No, no, no. no, no. I'm telling you, that what I'm, I'm, I'm promise you with my heart. Promise? Yes. <laughs> that I gave no indication male or female. Oh, really? And didn't slip up. Hmm. It wasn't like the wiffle ball gate of a few days <laughs> ago. Right. Um, I tell you what, you can each have two guesses. I don't care who it is. You can you can reverse them if you want. You get, uh, uh, hey, what what uh, Waffle Houses? Where was it? Mm-mm. He said he said it. He said Mount Pleasant, Mount but I don't know where I that is. I thought you said IHOP. 
Oh, you get, I hop in Mount, Mount Pleasant. You guys talk yourself into whatever situation you oh. want to get. Where is Mount Pleasant? I don't know where that is. I, I, don't I, know. I have no idea it's where It's basically me going, all right, I hop on First Street. Well, where's First Street? What town is that? Google it. It's every town. <laughs> I hop I can on Google Mount, Mount Pleasant. Pleasant. No, don't Google anything. Uh, Mount all right. Pleasant. But who are your two? And you can have the same picks. Who are your picks? Ten bucks to the winner. Shoot. Okay. I'm going to go with... I'm going to stick with Luke Bryan, because mm-hmm. why not? And then Miranda Lambert. Okay. Lunchbox is praying right now with his hands above his head. I, I just, I'm trying to think of who would do that. I, I don't see... A woman letting go of her money like that. What? Oh, jeez. What does that mean? Stop. Well, I'm just, just saying. Guess somebody. Well, I got Keith Urban, mm-hmm. obviously, because he's super awesome. And I could see Blake, but Blake is in LA. They don't have IHOP in LA. They do have IHOP in LA. Oh. <laughs> but that's not Mount but Pleasant. I don't think it's Mount Pleasant. Okay. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just saying they have IHOP in LA. Go ahead. Ah, uh, give me <laughs> Brothers Osborne. Okay. Interesting. Eddie? Uh, okay, so I'm sticking with Garth, okay. obviously, because I think it's really Garth. But for some reason, when you were telling the story, I thought of Kane Brown. I don't know why it would be Kane Brown. Don't see Kane Brown doing this. Don't see Kane Brown. I, I do see him, Kane Brown actually, doing yeah. this. Do you? Kane yes, Brown, he Kane do, Brown's I, extremely generous. Are okay, you kidding? I, I'm when, just saying what I, I was thinking, okay, guys. Ahead. And, and I, don't, I don't even know if Kane Brown lives in Mount Pleasant or it goes to Mount Pleasant, but I'm going to go Garth or Kane Brown. Okay. Well, Amy, you're wrong. I'm both of yours. Oh, boo. Okay. Eddie, you're wrong. I'm both of yours. Ah! Oh, boy. Look at that, guys. Yeah, buddy. Who'd you say? Keith, Keith and, and Brothers Keith Osborne. No. I didn't want to pick which one, so. Lunchbox. Brothers Osborne is wrong. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I, look. Let's go, Keith. Don't let me down. Yeah. If he didn't, that lets you down. Is it Mount Keith Pleasant? <laughs> I don't Australia? know where Mount Pleasant is. I don't know anything about Mount, Mount Pleasant. Pleasant Australia. It's here. It's here. <laughs> Mount Pleasant's near where we live. That's what I thought. Oh. Okay. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Keith lives out in the country, right? No, he doesn't. But <laughs> he don't live in Mount Pleasant? It is Darius Rucker. Oh! That was my third guess. Okay. I just Pound for pound, one of my favorite people in all of music, period. I thought... One of my records going into my jukebox because I have it has 100 spots of CDs. It's for sure. Who do the Blowfish? Yeah. Cracked Rearview. Darius has been my favorite since I was 17. My first ever radio interview. Love him now. Could call him right now and be like, "Hey man, can you come over and bring me some some chicken and dumplings?" He go to the store and get me some. Bring it to me. So cool story about Darius is when we were playing. What was that for the Gorge? His Watershed Festival, and Darius was playing, and after his set, he was headlining, he comes out to the side of the stage and gets, hey, all the road crew, local road crew, come over here. And all these guys came out of, like, the darkness and huddled around. He said, I couldn't have done this show without you guys. Thank you very much. Shook all of their hands personally. And I was in the mix, and he goes, what are you doing here? Get out of here. But it was so cool to see him thank every single person there that put the show on. He's definitely one of those guys that is as nice or nicer than even the nicest stories about him. Yeah. I do. Darius is the greatest, and... That is a, an example of a story that he didn't even want out there. Dang. But they went on the news and told it. How you feel about that? I love it. You think if we did that, it would make the news? No, because we're it. not famous. Nobody cares. If Darius did, you know, did it and didn't think anyone would know, but his thing was he was people recognized him because he was famous. Oh. If you did that, they would be like, Doug Funny to look alike came in. Because <laughs> that'd be cool if the news story got out and we we got credit for something like that. We, How about it'd be cool if you could just go do it? Just try go do it, it lunch. Yeah, I like, bet you, Darius. Hey, Darius, if you're listening right now, call us eight seven seven or just t- whatever. Just get get to us somehow. Yeah. But I bet you that he had no 
idea that it would become a news story. But because people recognized him, somebody tipped off. Maybe the people at the restaurant were like, hey, I want to get on the news. So they called and told him. If you were to do this, Bones, would you look at the amount of people in the place first and kind of see what they're eating? Yeah, you would see check there's locations. There's a lot of food in the <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> see what kind of stack they had a pancake. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's got an 11 stacker. I don't know I'm if I'm going to do that. Yeah. I don't know about that, but that, quite generous. That is quite generous. Uh, I did see this morning, let me uh, give a big shout out in, in the best, most loving way to these folks in Alabama who were hit by the tornado. Did you guys see the tornado last night? Mm-hmm. My husband was watch- tracking it. Was he? Yeah. I was just, uh, yeah, it's scary to think about because it was this time last year-ish, almost in like a couple oh, yeah. months that we were dealing with it here. And I thought, oh, is it already this season again? But what ha- tell us more. Uh, Fultondale, Alabama was hit by the tornado pretty bad. The twister tore through the town north of Birmingham, mm. left buildings leveled, trees ripped from the ground, several people in critical condition. The death of a teen trapped in a basement has also been reported. The victim was with the family, and they were all in critical condition, except a family member who escaped injury. But, uh, again, our prayers and wishes and, you know, to all of you guys down there that are that are going through this, because we've had it happen here, you know. I, I mean, and I grew up around tornadoes. Arkansas, we had a, a decent amount of tornadoes. Not like Kansas. Hmm. You know, not like that spot in the country, but still. Um, I saw it on the news this morning when I woke up. So, and we had a we stormed at my house last night. It was really oh, bad. Oh, yeah, bad thunderstorm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like a storm. And now, I, then I'm, I was like, man, I love storms. And then you feel guilty because I got the storm and somebody got the right. tornado part of that front. 877 Bobby. That's our phone number. Um, you can drop that, Ray. All right, cool. Tomorrow on the show, Clint Black and Lisa Black will be on. Apparently, for Friday, Kenny Chesney's going to be on. Woo. Right? No. It'll be, it'll be next week. Oh. I, I found out yesterday, too. It was a bummer for me. Oh. Yeah, never mind. I, hey, yeah. everybody, don't listen Friday to yeah. this. <laughs> okay. We'll have that. something else. Ne- so it's next Friday? We can air, We can have. We can talk to him anytime next week. Okay. Kenny Chesney next week on the show. Well, that. I thought it was Friday. I, uh, I have no reason to come in for Friday's show now. <laughs> I think your daughter's a pretty smart kid. What'd she do? Well, she knows she's just 13 years old, and she's always trying to find ways to... To, to get ahead a little bit. I know she's at school selling popcorn or trying to sell popcorn and candy. Well, yes. She, I, I, it didn't happen because I cut it off. At the house, I saw a little individual Ziploc baggies on the counter filled with popcorn and candy with dollar signs on it. Like oh. from, you, she made from your house though. Yes. Like she took your own food. Homemade. Yeah. Yeah, her her inventory, what she the stuff she plans on selling, and she wanted to take it to school and sell it, and I had to shut it down. I was proud of her for thinking of it, but you, I was like, you can't bag up popcorn at home and then take it to school and sell it. She's like, why not? People are going to buy it. I know they will. Why not? Because I don't think that that's allowed. How do you and know unless I you try? Well, I listen. These are weird times, COVID or not. I'm just not going to be responsible for her bagging up food at home and selling it, and then something happening and going wrong. I don't know. It just seemed a little bit not safe. Do we need a food permit? All kinds of things. You don't need one if you don't know you have to have one. Yeah, but you I only don't need, need one once they tell you you need to have one. That's in life. Why are you at, not? Not, okay, this, not this scenario. You're the mom. I'm not questioning you here. But still, <laughs> yeah, I have in my career not really asked a lot of permission, just asked a lot of forgiveness or said, oh, I can't I can't do that. Oh, well, uh, I'll know better next time. I, th- I Honestly, she wasn't probably going to ask my permission. I just saw it on the counter before she could get it in her backpack. But honestly, she didn't even think there was anything wrong. She kind of thought, 
I take snacks to school. Kids ask if they can have them all the time. So mm, why not sell it to them? Just like in a hand, no handouts here. Are you so. concerned this is a gateway to selling other things? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I don't. I just don't need her hustling popcorn right now. Hmm. I'm getting hey, in trouble I, for I, it. I'm not a parent, but I, I, I encourage it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess I'll ask the school, but you're no, saying. No, no, no. You can't ask the school. Okay. If you ask the school, they're going to say no. Of Obviously. course they're going to say no. Of course, it would be like me. I did kids' homework for a dollar a page when I was in eighth grade. I was doing 12th graders' homework, and I had to learn how to do it so I could make money, so I could you know, buy lunch and socks and shoes. But that's what I did. And if I went to the school and said, hey, I'm going to do Chris's homework. He's in 11th grade. Is that uh-huh. cool for a dollar? They would have said no, of course. But I got smarter because of it. They got to pass, and I was able to have dinner. Okay, I'm not saying the situation's the same. I'm just saying. No, I understand. Or maybe I should just let her do it and figure out and learn the lesson. If (laughs) if the school catches her and something happens, something happens. If not, then I guess she makes a couple extra bucks. You guys can go over to our Facebook and let us know if you think Amy should turn the blind eye and let her daughter sell popcorn and candy at school until she's told she can't. Once she's told she can't, she can't. That's it. But wink, wink. I know. She always figures out the wink, wink. Like she's a, one of her vocabulary words last night was devious. And we told her, even from her days at the orphanage, like she would hide candy and stash it and trick people into giving her more. And we're like, you're the definition of devious. And she thought about it for a second. She's like, I am, aren't I? Tomorrow on the show, Clint and Lisa Black will be on. We love Clint Black. I haven't met Lisa yet, his wife. I guess I've met her, but never on the radio. But Clint Black and his wife, Lisa Black, will be on tomorrow. I appreciate you guys being here. All right, goodbye, friends. See you tomorrow. Bobby Bones, too.